On this week's episode on Talk With Jay, we have the great Mick Deegan. Mick is a well-decorated man on and off the pitch as a player and as a manager. He played in multiple All-Ireland Finals and has won a minor medal, All-Ireland medal in 1982 with Dublin and was also part of that great 1995 All-Ireland winning team. Mick also captained the Ireland's Oil to a Dublin senior football title in 1993 and also the Leinster final the same year against Iroga. Mick, you're very welcome onto the podcast. How are you? Thanks, Jason. I'm good form, thank God. You know, just getting through this uh, lockdown, you know, like everybody. But uh, yeah, um, everything is good, thank God. It's, uh, it's time, isn't it? It's, it's Obviously, it's not nice what's happening, but it was just by our time. I think it'll turn around quicker than we expect. Yeah, hopefully, as I say, um, you know, we're all we're all um, we're all getting through, but we're all missing uh, sport, uh, regardless of, of what sport we're involved in. Uh, so hopefully that can get up and running now in the next few weeks and uh, we can all get back to to a normal life and then going and shouting and, you know, chatting about uh, games and, and maybe having the odd point here and there, you know. Do you know what, though? It's mad. We are just, me and you were on discussing this last night on the phone. Um, when I was talking about my 11-year-old daughter, of how much sport is for a social aspect of life for people. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, I mean, um, we're all, I think every household is involved in some kind of sport, uh, whether it be GAA or, or soccer or rugby or, or cricket, or it doesn't really matter, but it, it, it's a big part of, of the majority of people's lives. And, and it's only now that we realise how much we miss it uh, in, in I suppose, over the last eight weeks uh, since the lockdown started, you know. I wonder now, will all the competitive kids r- return back to the fun kids after all this? Because you missed it so much. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to know, I'd say. Uh, but for the parents, they'd be delighted to get rid of them for a few hours down training and, <laughs> and, and play games and that, you know. So being under their feet, I suppose, uh, you know, everybody deals with it in different ways. But, uh, yeah, look, at it's, it's, been, it's been hard going, I suppose, for everybody. So um, hopefully, as I say, it, it, it gets back uh, up and running now in the next few weeks, you know. I've never met you in person, Mick, um, but I've heard so much about you. What do you do for a living? Um, well, I, I was uh, I was um, a garage owner, self-employed there for nearly twenty-five years. So uh, okay. took a decision there uh, three years ago to um, move on uh, from the motor game, and I'm actually working for Canfield. Uh, they're a Swedish company based here in Kulak, uh, air conditioning, uh, big suppliers of uh, air conditioning units and filters uh, in Europe. So. Um, through a good friend of mine, uh, Paul Flanagan, he's the general manager. So at, uh, uh, I took the I took the the, the jump at uh, fifty four to to venture into something else. So yeah, I'm three years at that now. So um, yeah, look at my knees were giving me trouble. You know, walking and bending and lifting under cars uh, wasn't probably um, uh, going to get any easier. So uh, yeah, so uh, enjoying enjoying the change and and working for a big company, uh, which as I say. Um, took took uh, uh, the opportunity when I was only 24 to go out by myself. So uh, did that for 30 years, you know, the kind of way. So moved on now. So uh, things are going well, thank God. So, I done an apprenticeship as a motor technician myself. Right. With uh, okay. TR Motors and Heddles Cross. Oh, okay. Okay. It's, it's gone now. Now I failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't go very far from Figless. I started in uh, Figless Motors, which was... Back there in, in the uh, in the 80s was um, Fiat and Lantia Garage. They're still there. They're their Ford dealer. But uh, that's where 
that's where I started. And uh, I wasn't the only one. There was a few other Erden's Oil people there. Uh, Charlie Redmond worked there for a while. And uh, Pat Timmins, would have, who would have been an Erden's Oil man and our manager when we won the, uh, the under-16 uh, football championship, he was the general manager up there. So uh, I suppose that's how I got in there, you know. So uh, it all relates back to the club and, and uh, community, you know. That's the way it works, isn't it? There's, uh, Absolutely. I've only said to uh, the bunch of friends that I'd be with now, uh, if it wasn't for Crummer and GA, we probably all wouldn't be friends or even have jobs. And yeah, it's it's. I think every club probably has that relation. With oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd agree totally with you. Look, you know, what I mean, Erden's Oil has been um, a huge part of of, of uh, my life, but also the community, mm-hmm. and, and there's a great bond there, and always will be. Uh, through the players and and the people that you meet um, over over many many years, you know, and yeah. that'll stay with you for for a lifetime, you know. It's even a, it's it is really family orientated, and even for instance, uh, I don't know if you're are you are you any affiliation with Irons anymore, as in regards to coaching or anything, or you you're out with me. No, no, I'm I'm um, I'm out living out in Ashbourne now for the last seventeen years. Uh, before that, I would have been born and reared and, and got married and lived in 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 Finglas. Um, but uh, no, like I was part of a big part of the club for nearly forty years. But um, yeah, look at you know what I mean. I moved on and and uh, uh, trained uh, Fingal Ravens then North County Dublin and uh, just after actually. Uh, taking over Dunamore Ashbourne, the local club here, and uh, see if I can do anything in, in mid football with them, you know. Are we keeping an eye on you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at, you know, I mean, the, the players that I, I played with in the past are, are doing, you know, they're all involved with the club now and, and they're, they're doing a great job uh, trying to get them back up to the heights probably that we were in, in the late 80s and, and early 90s, you know. Well, it is going that direction, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, there is. Look at, uh, you know, I mean, uh, most of the lads that I would have played with are, are, are one way or another involved, you know what I mean? Uh, with the likes of, you know, uh, Kieran McCarney, Joe Tarpey, Kieran O'Hare, you know what I mean? They're all they're all doing bits and pieces. Well, uh, you're saying they're is... doing bits and pieces. Yesterday, Kieran put up a photo in the coaches, uh, the mentored WhatsApp group, and he quoted uh, men at work. They were they're outside knocking the wall down of the GA club during quarantine. That goes to show. Oh. Well, there you go. That's it. That's what. That's what it's all about. Everybody, everybody giving a hand, doing something. You, you know. You might drag you down now after listening to this. Actually, you never know. I'm off today. Actually, <laughs> um, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe have said that. Um, you played in the big games during Oil's most successful era, um, '93 to say 2000. How was that? It was great, but I'd probably uh, if I go back, you know, what I mean, 11 years before that, you know, what I mean. Um, we were beaten in the uh, 1982 final by Ballymun Kickham. So, like, you know what I mean? I was only, I was only 18 playing in the county final. Uh, I suppose thinking that it was going to happen every year at that stage. And, um, you know, we didn't get back to that county final until, you know what I mean, 11 years later. I was 29. Uh, so we had a lot of uh, tough years, um, you know, and back then, you know, it was knockout, um, you know, so... You know, the amount of times we got beaten in the first round or, you know what I mean, second round or third round or whatever, you know, against good teams. You know, it wasn't that we were a bad team, but, you know, but we came then. We started coming, I suppose, um, as, a, as, a, as a, a team that went on to win in, in 93. We started coming together probably in 89. You know what I mean? We got to three quarterfinals. 
got beaten um, the likes of Parnells and then Thomas Davis, very, very good team, went on to win Dublin, I think, two or three times, get to an All-Ireland final. So they beat us at the quarter final stage. So we knew we were coming good with a lot of younger lads coming through. Um, so, yeah, and then, you know, we made the breakthrough in, in, in 93, beat Kilmacud after replay, which which was huge for the club, you know, and huge for the area and, and, and great times as well. And I suppose, you know, um, that team kept together then for the next, you know, what, five years, got to three more finals, got beaten in three finals in a row and then came back to, to win it again. Um, and I suppose at that stage we were, you know, I mean, a lot of us were, you know, 32, 33, you know, that kind of way. So yeah. being around years, a long... Is either, we're going to do it now, we're not going to do it at all. Yeah, well, like, you know what I mean, saying that, you know what I mean, um, the likes of, you know, as I call them, Gick and Gott, uh, Niall Cross and Gary O'Connell, they came, they came through and they were only 18 when we won it for the second time in, in uh, 97. And as I say, won Leinster and got to the All-Ireland final, you know. So, um, but yeah, there was players coming through, but it was very, the, the majority of lads of, of, of the, I suppose, 90, 97 team, you know, you had, you know, Quinner, Myself, um, Charlie, you know, lads who were sort of there, they were the older lads, but we still had a lot of lads, you know what I mean, 29, 30, you know, so a lot of mileage on on, on the uh, on the legs. So, um, you know, when we lost the All-Ireland Club final, it was always going to be hard to keep that Momentum. bunch of players, you know, that kind of way. And, and unfortunately, um, you know, um, it was tough times then, uh, hard going for the, for the next number of years, you know. That's the cycles that it does. It seems to happen though, with, um, especially in the football all around championship. If you look at Bally Bowden when they won it a few years ago, um, yeah, the the first game of the next season, they got knocked out. The A Dublin Championship, and we're starting to be after winning the all around. That's right. Look, it's it's very hard. You know what I mean? When when you've been at that level and and together, as I say, five county finals on a trot. You know what I mean? That takes yeah. a lot. And, Two Leinster finals all are that takes a lot out of, of everybody. And um, you know, uh we had a great management team starting off with, with Christy, uh McDowns and Paddy Canning, and then um we finished up then, you know, in the all Ireland final with uh, Mick Noonan and, and Dora Murphy as the manager and coach. So you know, great, great people, great club men. Um but you know, to give credit to, to the players, you know, the players that started the run and then the players that finished it, you know, um, a lot of players um were there for a long time. Um some were there at the start and I'd say some were there at at the finish, uh, when we basically sort of I suppose broke up as a team after the All Ireland club final. Um but yeah, look at you know, it was it was great times uh for the club um and, and hopefully uh Kieran and McCarney and the selectors can can get us back there again, you know. It must have been great for the likes of the, the Crossland brothers. You said eight in playing in a county final, but but being able to play in a squad with the likes of Charlie Redmond, that could the confidence that they must have brought to them young lads must have been incredible. Yeah, I was I was getting a bit of slagging there during the week, fellas. Uh, Gary O'Connell put up a, a picture of me presenting him with 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 medals down the club and and. <laughs> and and then Chris Mooney as well, you know. So we're trying to remember the years. Like, and, and I think Gary was twelve, and then you know, me and six years later, he was playing in 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 a club final alongside myself. You know, that kind of way. Oh so they're, they're great. They're great memories. You know what I mean? And and that's 
that's what the, the club, you know what I mean? So I suppose, you know, I was playing with Dublin, you know, presenting medals to, to, to Chris and, and, and Gary when they were only young kids. And then, as I say, um, you know, six years later, we were playing together, you know what I mean? So that's what and I suppose the same to respect for like when I was coming through as a, as a kid, you know, um, I got to play with PJ Buckley, who was a, you know, a big Dublin star back in, back in the eighties, you know what I mean? And, and then yeah. I got to, I got to play Dublin minor 82 and then ended up playing the, the county final that year with, with PJ, you know, that kind of way. So uh, pretty, pretty similar to what, what Gary did, you know, that kind of way with, with myself. So, yeah, but um, yeah, look at, you know what I mean? We had great times and unfortunately, you know what I mean? We've lost an awful lot of good people, you know what I mean? Uh, along, along the way over the years and, and lads that I played with, you know what I mean? Um own Sheen from Limerick um, passed away there a number of years ago, and then we had John Fagan there, uh, who was part of the, the the senior panel and owned as well. So look at you know you have to enjoy um, the, have to, the football and you have to enjoy your club while while you're there. You know. Yeah. Do you think uh, a lot of clubs are mythical that uh, he or she is too young, they can't play? Do you think if you're good enough, if you're good enough, you're old enough? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There's, there's, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, you know, um, and and people have to take their chance. I suppose if you look at that, you know, what I mean, I got the chance to play in a final when I was eighteen. You know, what I mean, back as I say in eighty two, and then you have Gary and Noel, and, and even at Inter County eleven. You know, what I mean, Jason Sherlock. You know, when we won the final uh, with Dublin in ninety five, we'd been knocking at the door for you know six six years and just couldn't get over that line and um, had numerous opportunities. And then you have the likes of, of, of Jason Sherlock and, and Keith Gavin. They come in from nowhere, 18 years of age, and, and we win the All-Ireland. So, you know, you, you're, if you're good enough, you 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 know, it doesn't matter what age. And likewise, at the other end of the scale, you know what I mean, fellas, you know what I mean, can play, you know what I mean, if they look after themselves and, and, and play at the top level until they're, you know what I mean, 34, 35, whatever. You well, knows. there was there's a I don't know if you heard John Morphy from my club, Crumlin, was a great hurler. Right. Uh, he uh, he played with Dublin for for I think it was a, over a decade, and right. he didn't drink, didn't smoke, didn't socialize, um, as such he come up the yeah. club and drink water and blackboard and that. But he played until I think it was forty one senior yeah. club and was yeah. good. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, if you've taken like the the Corafin from Galway, the champions, you know, their full back I think is as as retired now. I just can't, his name. I just can't think of his name, but he's uh, 39, 40 years of age, you know what I mean? Still playing, you know what I mean? Winning all Ireland club medals. So you can, if you look after yourself, do it, you know? Now that you're an official need man, can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Never be a need man. Once a dub, always a dub. Do you ever get abused for the 1991 saga against me? Ah yeah, look at you know what I mean. They they were look at they were they were great games. You know what I mean. That that me team was an excellent team, and and um, we had some really really good battles with them. Um, there was never I think bar ninety five when when we beat them in the Leinster final. I think we beat them by eight ten points. There was never much between us. A kick of a ball, point either way. Um, and likewise, in in I suppose the four games against Mead, we were probably the better team, but. You know, and we didn't finish them off on on the four occasions, and and you know they pipped us in the end in, in another classic. So, um, yeah, look at I suppose at the time, soccer was huge, and and I suppose Gaelic games were going through a bad or a down period. Uh, you had 
at the time you had Jack Charlton and Ireland were going really, really well with the soccer. So I think that the, the four games against Meath gave everybody a big lift and, and we seemed to take off then from there, you know. Was Graham Garrity around playing them games? He would have been... No, no, he didn't play them. He he came into the Meath team, I think, around 94, 95. Yeah, and, right. But no, that, that Meath team had the likes of uh, Colin O'Rourke, Bernard Flynn... Beggy, you know, Mick Lyons, they had they had numerous of really, really good players. But uh oh Garrity and, and the likes of Trevor Giles, they came after that, you know. You've managed the Dublin junior team to an all Ireland final. What year was yeah. that? That was uh two thousand and eight. Um so that was that was I suppose how I got involved there was uh I was uh, after um guiding Fingal Ravens to the intermediate championship and we got to we won the Leinster championship and got beaten in an All-Ireland final so um, the opportunity came then um, Andy Kettle who was uh, past chairman of Fingal Ravens and the county board uh, God rest him uh, he asked me would I be interested and uh, I knew that I was able to would be able to use the Ravens lads, even though they had won the intermediate championship, they were still um, able to play at that level, at junior level, you know. So, yeah, it was it was a great time, great great sort of four or five months. It's run off fairly quickly. So uh, yeah. I brought uh, two lads that I would have played with, Dublin, Mick Galvin. Sorry, Mick, we got caught off here. Sorry about that. I don't know. I, there was an incoming call. I was trying to get rid of it. So, apologise. That's no sweat at all. Um, yeah, the All-Ireland, the Junior All-Ireland. Was it, was it Ross Comedy who played in the final? It was, yes. It was indeed. Um, as I said to you, um, look, I got the opportunity to to manage um, Dublin Juniors after, I suppose, leading Fingal Ravens to the... Uh, intermediate uh, championship and Leinster championship and we got beaten as I say in the All-Ireland uh, final so yeah Mick Galvin and Jack Sheedy came on board uh, two of the lads that I played with on the Dublin team and uh, yeah it was a great opportunity and they run it off pretty quick over sort of four months so uh, in and out and uh, you know but I, I, I was blessed with the, the players um you know, the likes of Johnny Cooper uh, Michael Fitzsimons Dennis Bastic Darren Daly um, Owen O'Gara, lads yeah. who went on to win five and six All Ireland medals with Dublin at senior level. Uh, at the time, they were quite young. I suppose Bar Dennis, Dennis, I think was about twenty-seven, but the rest of the lads were were you know what I mean only only coming through, yeah. and you could see they had potential. And uh, yeah, look at it, it, it was great uh, for those lads. You know, um, uh, we got to play uh, actually. We got to play the Leinster final in Crow Park that year before Dublin. So, you know, that that you know, I mean, to get them to play there and, and next of all, you know, I mean, to win. Um and and people, you know, I mean, got to know about them and, and as I say, they went on to to achieve uh, great things in, in, in their careers, you know. I think there was a crumbling lad on that panel, Noel Brogan. He was wing back. No, that's right, yeah. Very good uh, wing back. Yeah, very, very good player. As I yeah. say, there was players from all different clubs. We, we, you know, to be fair to them all, uh, we, we held four or five trials and, and we were able to get a look 
and uh, we asked every club to send players that they thought would be good enough. So, yeah, and look, again, you know, there was probably players that I missed or we didn't think and, and excellent players, but we all, as, as, as managers and selectors, we all see different things in different players. So, um, but look, we went with, with the, the group of, of 28, 30 players that we thought were the best at the time. And, and thankfully, it worked out for us as a, as a management team, you know. For old Jim Gavin's first three All-Ireland titles, uh, you were the selector. What uh, what part or role did you play, or what did that entail? Yeah, well, like when we when we started off, uh, I suppose um, you know going back to our playing days, myself and Jim had a great relationship, played on the same wing together. So, um, uh, so from 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 those days, that just carried on. And when Jim got the job, he he, he rang me, and I was actually just sort of thinking of finishing up with Fingal Ravens. So it was a great opportunity for me to to get involved at at that level. And, uh, yeah, I went in as a defensive coach myself and Declan Darcy. So, um, and uh, Jim would have been, as I say, you know, um, manager and also, you know, worked with the forwards himself. And Mick Bohan was there for the first year, uh, who's now the, the manager Ladies, of the league. manager football team so Mick was there for the first year and then uh, Jason Sherlock came in then after that um, as uh, the other forward coach with Jim so like they'd work with the forwards we'd be doing the defensive work and then we'd bring it all together so yeah look at great times Um, I was there for four years uh, and then just you know unfortunately for me, family always came first. So, um, you know, uh, we'd Liz on myself and Charlie, uh, Redmond are married to sister. So Charlie's wife, unfortunately, passed away, Grania. Uh, and um, my own wife, Liz, then was just going through, you know, hard times. And my daughter's doing exams and uh, had to be brought here and there for Grian. So just, um, you know, and at that stage, I was still working for myself. So uh, one well, thing I certainly had to give. Just yeah, just have to step away. Um, you know, uh, at the time it was hard to step away because you know you knew you were involved with a great bunch of lads and and you know a great management team and and great people in the background from from all the lads that did the stats to all the physios to you know our own club man Anto Boylan and his son Davey looking after all the gear for every training session for every match. It takes you know I think there's seventy people involved in 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 players and backroom uh, staff in, in the Dublin senior team. So um, not just the players, the, the, the lads, as I say, that look after the kit and, and, and everybody, you know. So it's a big family and it's 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 been a fantastic period for Dublin football um, over the last seven years, you know. And, and hopefully hopefully Desi and his his management team can um, can bring Anything it on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As a, as a coach... Uh, what what traits do you look for when you see a new player on the scene? Um, I suppose you know. I mean, every you know, you're never you're never going to win, you know, an All Ireland with with you know fifteen um, Dermot Connollys, you know, the kind of way, yeah. or, or Alan Brogans or Bernard Brogans. But you know, so you need you need different things and different players. So that's that's. That's hard to say, you know. What I mean, I'm always looking for someone who um, is comfortable on the ball, uh, who's always going to try and do the right things. You know what I mean? Um, and and you know, as I always say, you know, when you have the ball, 
you know, in your hand, you control the game. You know, people can, you know, make runs and, and, and call you and whatever, but it's all about decision-making and, and um, you know, you've got to be comfortable on the ball uh, and and try and do the right things every time you have it. Because, you know, as, as, a, as a player, whether it's a, a twirling or, or Gaelic football, you know, you don't have the ball that many times in a game. So it's an awful lot of running and hard work. So I always say, when you get it in your hands, make sure, you know, you do the right things with it, you know. But um no, you're 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 looking you're looking at lads who 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 you know mean are gotta work hard, you know, mean uh they've got to put in a good effort and they gotta listen and try and learn and try and improve every time they go on to the uh training pitch, you know. You you mentioned the word hurling there. I was just uh, doing a little bit of research and apparently you are meant to be a hurler if you had your <laughs> If you had your mother and father's psyche, yeah, I suppose I came, I came from a Horland background, so um, I suppose my oh, father, mother. yeah, my, my my father was from Offaly, uh, Town near Kennedy, and uh, so real, real Horland area. And uh, my mother came from a small parish called Coolarn near Turlockmore in Galway, so yeah, all, all my all my nephews and our sort of. Cousins, should I say, not nephews. All my cousins uh, would have played hurling, and, and a lot of them played at a good level, uh, minor, minor, and under twenty-one for Galway. Uh, so, yeah, look at that's where they came from. So they were all surprised when when uh, I became a, more of a footballer than a hurling. But yeah, I would have played hurling probably up to under fifteen or so. So I think I think I think I got a, a belt of the slitter in in the in the wrong area, and that. <laughs> <laughs> that slightly put me off, you know. So, uh, yeah, but that that was my background. It was definitely a hurling a hurling family, you know. Right. And would uh, would have brother McDonald from say Kevin's have any input on your football career? Uh, yeah, he definitely did. But I suppose you know my 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 football and and sports came from St Canis's, where Frankie McNamara from Erdens Oil, um, he was a teacher in St. Canis's and a, another teacher would have been Jerry Toomey, a Cork man, a great, great football person. So you had Frankie from Clare with the Horland and you had Jerry Toomey from, from Cork with, with his football side and, and his soccer. So, yeah, and then I moved on to, to St. Kevin's and, uh, yeah, Brother MacDonald, you know, was a big influence on my life there, um, you know, through school. And then he was also a selector with the Dublin Miners. Um, but yeah, Kevin's, Kevin's and, uh, you know, we, we had a great football team down there. Um, the likes of uh, Jerry Hargan, Barney Rock, uh, Anton McCall, Jerry McCall, a lot of Ballymun Kickham's lads uh, went went to there. But uh, uh, myself and McCarney and Kieran O'Hare pushed, pushed, the, uh, pushed the Oils lads through, you know. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, Brother McDonald, big, big influence, big influence, yeah. Well, the impact of GA on your life would you say every aspect of your life from what you've been through, how you rear a family goes back to just being involved in GAA? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I suppose um, when I was growing up, you know, I suppose uh, the 70s, you know, I was born in 1964. So the early 70s, uh, I suppose, you know, Hefo's army coming through, you know, living, living in Finglas and, um, you know, wasn't an awful lot to do, you know, bar go out and kick football and you'd be on your bike and running around all the time. So, yeah, um, but Erden's Oil, uh, you know, huge, you know, uh, go down, you know, um, 
walk down there with, with Charlie lives around the corner a lot of lads on, on the road uh, Colin Hannigan um, uh, the Clark family up the top of the road you know so uh, you know what I mean all making our way down to Erden's Oil and, and, and playing hurling the football so yeah, yeah huge huge time back in the 70s and as I say you know um, Dublin starting to go well under under Hefo you know what I mean there was nothing more you wanted to do but play play Gaelic football you know the the dynamic differences in made club football v Dublin is there a big difference? As in the way it's the structure of it and the actual the way it's played. I suppose yeah, I'm only I'm only really getting into it. Uh, I suppose you know um, we we moved out to Ashbourne when Michael was eight, and at that time Michael hadn't my son hadn't really started. He was more playing soccer with Talker Rover. So when we moved out here, um, he started playing with both the, the soccer, Ashbourne United and Dunamore Ashbourne. So I wasn't going to force him. I would have loved him to play with Erden's Oil. Um, but I suppose living out here, um, I wasn't going to force him to to make that decision. So I just let him play with the, with the young lads that were on the road here and they were all playing soccer and Gaelic with the local club. So... Um, so, you know, I've watched Michael play all the, all the years long. And then um, Michael would have done a schooling in, in school, Katrina and Nafina. And, and Nafina, yeah. I suppose um, he made a decision to, to, to go back into Dublin football for about three years. And, and he went into Nafina because he... Um, school friends. So Mick, we were. Oh, sorry, Jesus. That's what I said. Bro. Oh, I forgot you were doing that. I forgot you were doing. That. <laughs> That's no problem. I was just trying to let her ring out, and it was just—I don't know—it was knocking you off as well. So I apologize about that. No problem. Uh, uh, Where were we? <laughs> we? We were at uh, school, Katrina, and your son with Nafina. Yeah. So um, as I say, Michael Michael decided to to go back in and and, and play with Nafina. Uh, so he went in for. Three years, he's actually back uh, and transferred back out to um, to Dunmore Ashbourne. So, look at you know, what I mean, he, he wanted to give it a go, but unfortunately, he had sort of two years of injury and and one good year. Um, so, look at it is what it is, and uh, he missed playing with the lads. I suppose he he grew up with and and they've won everything at at, at uh, underage with with Dunmore. So. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes. And I suppose I was always maybe going to take them over at some stage. And, you know, I suppose over the last seven years, um, they've lost two county finals. They haven't won the county final at senior level since 1948. So uh, Paul Clark, uh, past Dublin footballer with myself, he he managed them to the final there, what, seven years ago, and, and they lost. And then uh, Sean Kelly, uh, who was a meat selector there a number of years ago? He he managed them there three years ago, and they got beaten uh, in the final as well. So look at uh, potentials there, and um, you know Dunmore Ashbourne, um, I suppose uh, is is they call it little little Dublin because there's yeah. so many Dublin people living out here in the Ashbourne Rathote area, and and so many Erdens Oil people. Um, Jason, you wouldn't believe it, lads. That you know. Um, who would have played um, <clears throat> throughout the years, and their sons now are, are are playing out here. The likes of uh, Colin Hannigan, his son Jack Hannigan, 
uh, Colin would have been from the same road as myself, Finglas Park, Finney Carton, another Erden's Oil man, uh, same road as myself as well. His sons play on the on the senior team. Uh, you have my own son. So there's a lot of there's a lot of Erden's Oil um, people living in the area and and involved in the club out here. Um, uh, I, I always said, like, if, if if lads who had played uh, like myself with the club had their had their sons, uh, it would probably uh, help Erden's Oil at the moment. But yeah. that's people people move out of the area and move on. And uh, as I say, a great community out here, <clears throat> and, and a great great. I don't know whether you've ever been out to the club. Great setup, um, facility wise, and uh, and and club. Club, um, clubhouse itself and, and, and pitches, you know. So, yeah, so I, I, as I say, I took over in January out here. So, um, don't know, as I say, um, is, is need football as good as Dublin club football? No, definitely not from what I've seen over over the number of years that have Michael has played at senior level. Um, so, uh, it, it's a new challenge for me uh, and, and um, hopefully, as I say, for, for the club and the community, we can, we can uh, be successful over maybe the next year or two, you know? What's the Guinness like in the club? <laughs> it's not as good as the Aaron's Oil Guinness and that's telling you the <laughs> truth, you know? Uh, so, I meant to mention even Kira McCarney's son, Jack, is one of the, um, on, the, on the senior panel as well. So, there's, there's a lot of Aaron's Oil people, as I say, with, with their... With their, with their sons and, and daughters uh, playing uh, with, with Dunhamore. So uh, I suppose there's a, there's a connection between the two clubs there, you know. We, we've actually played Aaron's Oil earlier on uh, back in January, February in a friendly as well, you know. So, um, but no, the Guinness is definitely not as good as the Oils Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while we're talking about the, the Oils, um, I'll talk about the great Oils teams. Tell us about some big characters that people may not be aware of on that team. Oh Jesus! <laughs> well, I think everybody knows Johnny Barr. So do I? Do I... Excluding Johnny Barr. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at you know we 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 had great times. We 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 you know we had a great bunch of lads uh, from you know I mean the the, the mid eighties up to when when you know I mean I suppose I I finished. Um, and that I finished, I finished as player manager when I was forty years of age. So you know, when there was an awful lot of players that I played with, and 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 came and went, you know, that kind of way. But you know, we we had great times together, and and as I say, we we trained hard, you know, we played hard, and we socialized even harder, you know, that kind of way. So yeah, we we had an awful lot of we had an awful lot of good days out, you know, and and, and that that was the way back then. Fellas, fellas used to have a, you know, I mean a, a few points and and drive the car home. You know that kind of way. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you look back and you say, "Oh my God, how how did you do that?" You know, but um, yeah, and, and, and I suppose the t- the thing that's you know back then, you know, when you went to a away match, you know, I mean, you'd go into the club and you'd have a few points, and and likewise, you know, teams love to come to Isles, you know, what I mean, because it was great atmosphere, great crack, um, you know, and and that's that's I suppose that's gone out of it a bit because you know lads you know you, you don't have a point you know that kind of way uh, and you're not gonna you know you're, especially when you're you're playing away from home you know what I mean you you might go in and have a cup of tea or a mineral and head yeah. off that 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 sort of crack is, I suppose has gone out of 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 the club scene where back as I say when when I was playing in in, in uh, started playing senior in the eighties and, and and then into the nineties it, it was you know. Any of the lads will tell you that it was just it was mm-hmm. such, such good crack. Uh, whether you were playing at home or away, you know, and you, you got a you got a great reception, whatever whatever clubhouse you went into as well, you know. Well, you asked uh, 
a few years back, I think it was two or three years ago, um, they were talking about bringing a, a proper drinking band in at the end of county level. And the ha- Aslan rushed to Dublin Huller. What right. do you think of the drinking band? And the simple answer was, no drinks, no success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look at, you know what I mean? The, you know, um, the Dublin senior team are like, the, you know, lads lads look after themselves. You know, it's totally it's totally different from when I played. You know, that kind of way, yeah. the recovery, the food, you know, dietitians, everything, everything is there for them. Um, you know, they let their hair down after big games, you know, and that's allowed. But, you know what I mean? They're, they're in the gym and they're in the recovery the next morning where, you know, even when we played, you know what I mean? Our, our, most of our games were played on a Sunday uh, when I played with Dublin and, and we'd, we'd meet up and play golf on a Monday. And you'd have your few points, and then you'd be back training Tuesday. So it's just totally different from from the era that I played in, and uh, my era was probably different from the 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 sixties and and the fifties. You know, yeah. so that's that's the way things go. Uh, but nowadays, you know, look at they're 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 nearly professional footballers. Uh, the, the lads playing in the county, and, and I even see it. You know, and you probably see it. The lads even at club level look after themselves so well, uh, so probably much better than than. You know, we did, you know, that kind of way. Um, but you know, um, that doesn't always make for success. It's 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 about, you know, what I mean, still putting in the hard training and 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 you know, being able to play football, you know. Well, I know, uh, Kira McDonald off Mayo, um, or this until an off the ball there, if it was a few years back, right? And he was saying when the gym program came in to Mayo, he was he's a piper by trade, yeah, so he was saying. I'm piping all day. Well, they were all in the gym. I wasn't going to the gym to lift more stuff and do all that sort of stuff. He was out on the pitch, yeah. kicking over 300 balls, kicking yeah. them over the bar, practicing sprays. And on the pitch, he said, you wouldn't think the guy that's in the gym um, was a good footballer. Yeah, yeah. Compa- well, compared to what yeah, he was like. Well, I, you see, I suppose I'm, I'm coming from the same thing because, you know, we we never did gym work. I suppose gym, gym work started coming in uh, when Tom Carr... Tommy Carr took over the dumb team, and that was my last season. And so he used to have the use of the ar- different army barracks around the, the city. So we used to go and do our training there, and, and gym work sort of came in. So up to that, you know what I mean? We never did gym work um, when when I was training, I suppose, in my prime. Um, but, you know what I mean? I worked all day as a motor mechanic, so you're lifting and bending and whatever. So yeah. I agree totally where he's coming from, you know, because at the end of the day, you know what I mean? You have to be able to catch the ball solo the ball and pass the ball, you know, and, and, you know, lads can run all day, but you know what I mean? You gotta be, you gotta be able to play and you gotta be able to think on your feet, you know? And so, you you know, I know times have changed and the training uh, has trained, changed from when, you know what I mean? We used to do laps and an awful lot of long runs and, you know, lots Mm -hmm. of sprints, but you know, you still have to be able to get up and down the pitch uh, and play football. Well, I got a bollock in there in January, and we were doing preseason. Yeah. And the lad looking after us, he said, "Right, lads, uh, laps there to warm up." And yeah. Then he said, "We're going on a five k run and laps." And I said to him, "Do you know what ball stands for?" Yeah. And he, he this fella's a bit of a, he's a, he's a bit arrogant. Yeah. He's a nice fella, and he goes, "No, what's it?" And I says, "Beats any long laps. You can do the warm up with the ball." <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say tons have changed, and and and, and then he picked yeah. up the slitter and he threw the slitter at me from the river and he goes, "Well, 
Beat yourself around the pitch group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as I say, look at you know what I mean. The way training has been developed, you know what I mean. Like even the Dublin team, there, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be that kind of long run and done. And no. every now and then there is a test mm-hmm. on. Them. But majority work, you know what I mean. You're doing your gym work, and then it's it's all it's all you know field work and you know defensive you know but you know at the end of the day you still got to do the defensive drills you've got to do your backs and forwards you know what i mean uh yeah. one-on-one three-on-two you know as simple as that uh but every now and again like even you know since i took over now unfortunately i only got sort of two months done with them yeah, down so you know i just I, I threw in an old session and and they actually loved it you know but they were saying holy shit and i said well that's what we used to do all the time you know those those long runs you know what i mean 400 meters meters, 200 yeah. meters, 100 meters, 50 yard, and all, you know, you know, in, in groups of fours and, and pushing each other on. So, yeah, look, at as I say, but times have changed and, and, and um, you know, the training has changed and, and the recovery and everything. So it's, it's just a different time and and, uh, and everybody would think that the time that they played in was probably the best time, you know, that kind of way. So, um, but look at football, football is, 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 you know, the way Dublin have played and, and, you know, it went through a very defensive um, game there for a few years, which was which was terrible to watch, you know, the kind of yeah. way. But it suited some people to play that way. And, and unfortunately, you know, or, or thankfully, Dublin and, and the likes of Dublin and Kerry wanted to play the traditional way. And, and it's 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 come around to, to, to that kind of good football, open, you know, attacking football again, you know. Well, the specifics of, uh, of the game getting football is what you were talking about, uh, 1v3 and... 4v4 and if you're doing that for say six weeks and everyone's zoned in and that's the way if you mix it up with one of them old-fashioned sessions it's, it's good for the mental psych i think yeah of course it is yeah absolutely and mm-hmm. that's what i said as i said you know um when i took over in january we were doing a lot of a lot of running with the ball and you know a lot of drills and that and then you know i just threw in a totally different one that they they you know what i mean they only probably heard of and and they were they were actually loving it, you know, the kind of way. But yeah, you you know, as a as a as a management team, it doesn't matter whether it's it's junior A or senior one. You you got to chop and change your training around and yeah. try and and keep everybody happy. And you, you'll never keep everybody happy. But if if you're chopping no. and changing and and they're enjoying it and they're not doing the same thing week in week out, it's it's very important. Hey, Paddy Christie, he was there. Uh, he was shooting there for one of the courses that I ran. Right and. Uh, there's no war too. He was doing physical fitness at it, and he includes the ball in everything. Yeah, yeah. From the warm up to the cool down to the main session, and he hates driving to St Anne's Park to O'Toole Park and seeing. I'm just giving examples of yeah. parks if, around and seeing coaches just having players needlessly run, run and run and run with no ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, absolutely. As I say, times times have changed, and Paddy Paddy would have been part uh, of the training panel um, of when we won the All Ireland, and and then made his name the the next number of years. So he he had seen yeah. uh, what we had done under uh, like Fran Fran. Uh, but as I say, that 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 was back in the nineties. You know what I mean? Fran Reuter, who had played in the seventies and the eighties, he he was the, he was the trainer. We had um, Bobby Doyle, Pat O'Neill, and Jim. Manager and selector, so they had all played under Hefo uh, in the seventies and into the eighties. You know the kind of way, but that's that's what the training was back then. And as I say, so Paddy Paddy sort of was brought up in that, and then you know what I mean has developed himself. And you know most most management uh, teams now know that you know the majority of work is done with the ball, and you can still get your running done as well. You know the kind of way. Well, I think that's a 
from the you're going back to preparation and professionalism from say your day to nowadays. Yeah. If lads know, if lads like Kieran Kenny, for instance, Johnny Cooper, know they're going training and all they're doing is specific drills to where they, what position they play, what they need to do. Yeah. If they, if they have a recovery day, their recovery day may be a fast five k run. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's, 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 there's different things, and again, um, you know, the way the modern game is gone, everybody needs different, different things. So, you know, what I mean, some lad might need to go and do uh, on a bike. Some fellas into the pool. You know, what I mean, some yeah. fellas into the do heavier gym work. You know, and it's all, you know, what I mean, down to you know the management team. You know, looking at fellas and seeing what they need to develop, and um, you know, everybody's different. You know, what I mean, you, you have one lad six foot four and you have another lad five foot seven so you know what I mean he, he needs to work in different things you know so yeah um, and and you know there's a there's a lot of work um that goes involved in being uh part of any management team as I say it doesn't matter what level it is but to 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 keep everybody happy and ticking over and enjoying it that's that's the the number one thing um for for any management team and you can't please everyone, as you said. Sorry, Jason? You can't please everyone, as you said. No, you keep everyone happy. You keep everybody happy down training. No, definitely not. Because, you know, they're all they're all coming from either work or college or they might have had a bad day. And, and look at, you just got to sort of, you know I mean, you know, uh, look at the situation and, and just, you know, have a word with a lad who might be in the best of form or whatever. So, and, uh, and sometimes you might have to say to a lad, look, at, take the night off or, you know, he might, you know, Lads might have had a baby the previous two months, and and he's getting no sleep, and you know that's and I, I've learned that from from my past experience. You know, I mean, um, under Pat O'Neill, he was very good because my Michael was born the year we won the All Ireland, and I right. was trying to walk for in the garage, go training, you know, come home, not getting sleep. So you know, so uh, as a manager and management team, you know, every every lad is different, and uh, you gotta you gotta deal with it, and. Um, and as I say, they could be coming from, you know, just having a rotten day in work or, you know, something not going right for them or, or you know, the kid's not sleeping or a young baby or whatever. So, um, yeah, you got to be you got to be able to give us give a give and take as a management team, but also as, as a player as well. You know, I think Anthony Daly was very good at that man management. Um, I'm going to give an example. Uh, Mikey Carton came training one day and he was walking. In. I think it was on two park they're training. It was either O'Toole Park or Parnell Park. And Daly pulled him aside and he says, is everything okay? And he goes, I've had a rough day in work. He's a fireman. Right. So he'd be probably cutting people out of cars and seeing yeah. traumatic incidents. Yeah. yeah. And Mikey Carton says, it's never, I've never been touched as much when he said, tip on the way home, there's one, and I'll see yeah. you next week for training. Yeah. Uh, absolutely Jason and as you know I got to learn that from different managers as I was growing up and as I say especially Pat O'Neill he was a doctor you know he'd been you know he'd seen everything and uh, he he was very good at dealing with players like that and and, you know I mean you know you could talk to you have to be able to talk to to your your manager and the management team and say look this is what's going on this day or I've had a rough day and blah 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 and if, if they can't you know I mean see that um well then you know what i mean they're not doing their job properly you know yeah uh, unless unless they're doing a, a rory stories type of sketch <laughs> where they're saying <laughs> where they're, yeah, they're saying they're not you need, you need to every other day you know that kind of way so he's, he's 
he's a character. Yeah, look, he's good. He's he's good for the GAA. You know that kind of way. He's, a, he's very good. He's a he's a good lad, and uh, you know himself uh, himself and Philly McMahon. Uh, you know, went to college together. You know, so look, it's great. It's great banter, and and uh, it comes across really well. And 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 you, you need it. And 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 I think he's been around the around the country in different GAA clubs. So it's 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 good laugh. I I, I enjoy watching the the crack he comes up with. You know. Uh, he done one the other day uh, about the wheelie bins. His oh, wife wanted the wheelie. It was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Up the road with his jocks on, you know. <laughs> oh, it was, it was brilliant. It was very good. Uh, one of one of our uh, one of Liz's friends uh, sent him a message. You need to go to to Penny's or Dunn's to get some new jocks, you know. So, uh, brilliant. It was absolutely. It was it was the, one of the best in the scene. He's a, he's, a, he's a good lad. He's a good lad. Yeah. Uh, Mick. I'm not going to keep it any longer, but I'm going to read a few little uh, words from an article that I read about you before we finish the episode today. Um, Go ahead. Mick Deegan, 1992. Uh, Mick is football's equivalent of a workaholic. His name should be carved on his second successive All-Star Award. He is long-legged, amazingly mobile, and with apparently more stamina than all four three marathon finishers in the recent Barcelona Marathon. Mick Deegan is a true blue in every sense of the description. That's it, Mick. That's... <laughs> Who wrote that? <laughs> well, I was it, I was two years old when somebody wrote. I, wrote I, must, have, I must have been paying them money. <laughs> and I look at Camille. Well, I I just look at I I. I felt more most comfortable in my life when I was on a, a football pitch. So um, and to 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 play with the bunch of players that I played with Ireland's Oil from from Quinner to JJ to you know what I mean Fergie Brown to you know what I mean Robbie Boyle, Kieran O'Hare. You know we had Terry Russell. We had a fantastic um, bunch of bunch of players who gave everything. And you know as I say, we socialised together. Uh, great people involved in 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 Erden's Oil over the years. Uh, many of them sort of passed away now, but yeah, look at fantastic club. And 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 as I say, hopefully hopefully we can reach the heights in in hurling and football again. Please God. And maybe yourself and Kieran and a few others might be part of some managerial panel in the next decade or so that might take me to that. <laughs> I'll be too old then. I'm 56 now this yeah. year. So let, well, let, let me, here, let me here, get here. the next three maybe years with, with Dunhamore and see, see can, I, uh, <laughs> can I do something with them? Really yeah, no, and I must say the club have put in a great effort. Like there, you know I mean? I think it was about three years ago we were all down there, you know, in late in the year and, and training the, the under the under sevens up to the under sixteens, you know, and it was great to see past players uh, come down and, and do that, you know, the kind of way. So yeah. um as I say, you, you know, I mean we, we meet up, we try and meet up, you know, I mean, once or twice a year, which is great, you know, the kind of way and talk and, and talk shite as usual, you know, the kind of way. <laughs> yeah. Look at they're 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 a great bunch of lads that, that I grew up with and played with um and uh, friends friends for life, you know. Very good, very good. Well, Mick, we leave it on that one. The last bit no of the article that I just put in, Mick Deacon uh, is a true blue in every sense of the description. Thanks, thanks for, Jason. Thanks for coming on, Mick. All right. Nice to talk to you. Talk to you again. Okay. Thank you. And take care. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.